Hello and welcome to OperaCast Extra. I'm David Ward. I'm joined in the OperaCast car today by our producer Louise. Hello. And we are just trundling off on our way to Glyndebourne for the semi-finals of the 2020 Glyndebourne Opera Cup. Uh, we're going to be covering all of the action for you today um, and then we'll be back on Saturday with a special pod covering the final of this year's competition. Uh, so as a reminder, the Glyndebourne Opera Cup started in 2018. Uh, it's held every two years at Glyndebourne. The 2018 winner with Samantha Hankey, um, who by all means is having a, a fantastic career. Um, so we're really looking forward to the next couple of days. I'm um, going to be some fantastic talent uh, on offer for us. Um, throughout today, we'll be talking to uh, members of the audience. We'll be filling you in on some of the competitors. So if you can't catch the competition, we'll have it covered for you here all this week on OperaCast. So we're at Glyndebourne now, just 20 minutes before it's beginning to start, it's starting to really fill up in here. The, the car park was anything to go by. It's going to be a very busy semi-final today. Um, let's see if we can grab a couple of audience members before the competition kicks off. So welcome to the semi-finals of the Glyndebourne Cup. Are there anything you're particularly looking forward to today? Names you've got your... Um, I mean, there's a few people we've got our eyes on. Obviously, we're from English National Opera, so it's important that the people that we employ are able to sing really well in English. But I think it's always just really important to see people at this stage of their career and then see how they develop. And, you know, there might be a few people that we decide to book from this. You never know. But no, it's always quite exciting to, like, see who's coming through and... Yeah, see who gets to the final. And how does the Glyndebourne Cup compare to other competitions? Is there anything particularly special or different about this one, do you think? Um, well, I think, you know, the standard of different competitions is differing every year, so it's really difficult to tell. But we came last time, and actually there was a lot of really good, interesting singers who perhaps, you know, you haven't seen before. So, no, it's great. Uh, so welcome to the Glyndebourne Cup today. You've been to Glyndebourne before? We have, regular visitors. Have you been to the Glyndebourne Cup competition before? I think it was the first one two years ago and we were there. Yes, yeah, and what did you make of the 2018 competition? That's fabulous, really high quality. Okay. And what do you kind of look for in a, in, a, in a singer that's coming through? You know, Do you have something in mind where you go, gosh, that person has really you know, made an impression on me? For me, I think it's how well they can communicate with the audience. So it's, it's taking the music and really giving us a feeling of that character and inhabiting that aria. Okay. And what's your kind of favourite kind of music? What if someone sings today, you're going to go, oh, that's exactly what I want to, what I want to be hearing? Well, at Glyndebourne, Mozart's always a favourite. And so <laughs> I think if, if somebody can really make sense uh, and really reach out with a, a piece of Mozart, they'd be doing very well today. Fantastic. Well, I think there's a lot of Mozart on the programme, yeah. so you won't be disappointed. Thank <laughs> thanks you. Thanks very much. Cheers, thanks. So it's a few moments before the semi-final starts, sat down in the auditorium. Um, Glyndebourne just looks wonderful, whatever uh, happens to be on the stage. We've got a grand piano uh, with two, I don't, I don't really know what you'd call them, sort of goldfish bowl lights. It's not the greatest description. Um, I mean, they've got stuff on them, they're not clear. <laughs> uh, but it's very atmospheric, nonetheless. About half full maybe in the audience so far, a few more minutes to go. Um, so we'll uh, catch up at the interval. So we've had the first session of the day. Any singers particularly stand out for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I said I think the last singer, um, uh, the first thing I can't pronounce, was absolutely brilliant. I love that really fabulous, gutsy mezzo-soprano voice. I mean, just such a rarity these days. That was wonderful. And the tenor, the minute he opened his mouth, I suddenly thought, 
Crikey, am I listening to Fritz Wunderlich? I said he's absolutely great. It was a really kind of beautiful classic sort of tenor tone, yeah, really I mean, pingy. I wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting it at all. I was really kind of thinking, oh, well, it'll probably be on the thin side or something. I suddenly thought, sit up and listen. <laughs> this is really good. So sat in the auditorium, there's a very short break between sessions two and three. Anyone in group two stuck out for you? I liked Maria Chabunia. Is that how you say it? Uh, Chabunia? Chabunia. I'm so sorry, Maria, if you're listening. Um, I thought she had great presence. I thought she had great control. I thought she acted it very well. And I did also quite like Sungu Kim because he brought a bit of fun to it. He got a bit of cackling. Yeah, brought an apple on stage. He brought an apple on stage, so if it's that, then that's fun. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I think it was probably a slightly uh, weaker round than session one. Perhaps there weren't that many that kind of stood out. Um, I think interesting for me, the first one, um, Miriam Kutravats, 22-year-old uh, yeah. soprano. Um, fantastic voice, maybe didn't quite at times know quite how to harness it, but at 22 it was quite staggering there. She was also the only person to get a, she went off to go and get a glass of water in between her pieces. She was the only person yet to have got a round of applause when she came back on, so I think maybe that says something. Might again say something about the 22 year old thing perhaps. Um, but I mean that's the benefit of going off stage in between your, your songs, you may get a clap. Um, so we'll see, group three just coming up now, starting with Alexandra Lowe our second British contestant. Uh, So we'll be back after that. So we've just finished the competition. I can see you're scoring up people there. Would you like to let us know some of your your favourites from today? Some of the favourites, I think, um, really have got to be Edward Nelson at the end. Okay. Final performance. I think he really encapsulated the audience there. With the, gen- with the gentleman, I would agree. Edward Nelson, and I think also um, John Myers uh, came across as, as a gentleman. A gentleman. Um, but the stage presence of Edward Nelson, I think that was, that was tremendous. It was a great way to finish, wasn't it? You yeah. know, it's yes. always going to be a crowd no, please are doing the, no. the, the bar of Seville at the end. And interestingly enough, I think we 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 almost fall out on the on the. Um, on the sort of the soprano side of things, um, we've got mixed feelings about Jessica Harper. I was so very taken with her, her performance. I felt it was quite a um, contained and inward-looking sort of performance, but had a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for other people that didn't necessarily project. Um, yes. So different differences of opinion there, I think. And how have you found the, the whole day? Because obviously it's quite a limited repertoire, you know, they're looking at Mozart, Rossini, the, the French. As, as audience members, have you enjoyed having sort of oh, abs- a bit of a smaller gamut to sort of compare and contrast? Absolutely. Having, having this, the same arias sung by different singers has been absolutely fascinating. Yes. They're so different that you wouldn't have even dreamt they were the same pieces. Yes. It's been brilliant, yes. absolutely yes. brilliant. Well, yeah. I found it absolutely riveting. I think the fact that it, um, you know we've listened to what six hours of music is it or five hours of music doesn't feel like that. You know we seem to have got through it. Um, it just has been absolutely riveting. And I would actually say that for me, the, the, uh, the quality of the accompanists and uh, the difference between them as well was very interesting. Just the different colours from the piano from the three accompanists. 
um, quite striking differences in the tone from the same instrument. Yeah, well, I'm pleased you said that because they don't often get the mention of the accompanists, but they've had a very long day themselves, yes. many yes. singers yes. to, to, yes. to keep in touch with. So we've had the final round of the competition. Which singers have stood out for you? That's extremely difficult. Um, I think I could pick out four I'd like to see go forward. Okay. The um, Chinese soprano, um, the tenor, the Korean tenor, uh, the lady... Oh, she was the, the Ukrainian, the, the tall... Metal. A very young lady. Yes. 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 And With the tall heels. Yes. Taller, <laughs> yes. And the Canadian, Canadian girl. Yeah, yeah. She finished oh, off. Oh yes, with the ginger Marshall hair. Right. She was, yes. she was fantastic. She was lovely. Yeah, great, great yeah. singer. Yeah. It's personal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But they really are good singers. Is there anything about those four that you could maybe lump together to say this is why those particularly stood out to me? As well as singing the the aria as well, you felt they inhabited the role, didn't you? You got yes. that. They communicated it yes. in a way that others perhaps didn't. And what have you thought about kind of the, the overall quality of the competitors today? Were your four Fantastic. difficult to choose? Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I've just already thought of the fifth. The best baritone was yeah. wonderful. We as came. Well. We came two years ago to, to this competition, and the girl that you chose third, uh, you chose, chose, chose first. first. Uh -huh. She came third, and she's singing in the, in the summer season here this year. She's singing Adina. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to get in, a ticket. In Lizia Damore. <laughs> so you did well. <laughs> Um, obviously, the competition has a, a very kind of narrow focus on Mozart receding the French repertoire. As yeah. audience members, have you enjoyed having a narrower focus to kind of compare the singers, or would you have liked to have had it's, a bit more It's been variety? broader than it was first time round because it was fo focused on Mozart, and so you got a lot of Mozart. I love Mozart, by the way, but you got a lot of the same Mozart arias all the time, and it's been nice being broadened to the French repertoire. Ah, so you get next time you get the German, yeah. And the Russian repertoire as well. I think if it's going to be a competition between people, they have to sing by and large the same sort Something of similar. similar. Yeah. Otherwise, how do you judge, you know, a, a Russian bass with a, you know, an Italian? And so when I heard there was going to be an excerpt from Hamlet, I thought, my goodness, is that the Hamlet that's here? You know, so I don't think you could compare some, well, the panel can, but... Uh, it was, was Thomas's Hamlet, yes. yes. <laughs> and are you coming back for the final on Saturday? We are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Right, well, we'll uh, keep your fingers crossed that your finalist, your favourite's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you very thank much. You. So I've had a chat to some of the audience members. Louise, it's our, our time to show ourselves up. Um, pick three, I'll pick three. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go with Maria Chabunia. I'm really hoping I'm saying that right this time. Um, then I did really like Maya Karani as well. And then I feel like I should choose a man, so I'm going to choose Edward Nelson, because I really liked his ending. Sent us off on a good note, and he was definitely the best baritone. Yeah, I would say the... The men potentially slightly weaker overall than the women, although there were there were some in there. Um, I mean, if think if I had to pick three, flicking through the program, hmm, who did I quite like? I'm finding it quite quite difficult actually to choose to choose people. There weren't many standouts. I mean, I must say I did like Alexandra Lowe, the uh, the British soprano. I thought she was very she was very strong. John Matthew. Um, Myers, um, really interesting, different, very different tenor to anything else that we had today. He gave us the calm, and he really wanted to do as 
stretch himself into the, the romantic repertoire as much as possible. I actually thought he was very good. Um, and then I think for me, I probably would choose... Uh, yeah, I've, I've really limited myself with those two because I did really think that um, uh, Meiju Zhang, the Chinese soprano, was, was brilliant. And Sifo Kazi Molteno, the last-minute South African mezzo-soprano, really brought something very different um, to the table. So I've actually picked four there. Well, that's cheating. Well, okay. Well, we'll I'll go with our Chinese soprano, our South African mezzo, and our British soprano as well. So no men for you. So no men for me. Um, but we'll see. They're just about to announce results, so better head back into the auditorium. And so the finalists have now been announced. Um, I tried to record it in the room, but didn't uh, didn't come through. So we're going to read them out for the purposes of the tape. Uh, the six singers going through to Saturday's final are Eric Ferring, the American tenor. He gave us uh, Zalba Flirt and Barber of Seville today. Zuhu Kim, the South Korean tenor, is through. He also gave us Zalba Flirt and La Belle Helen. The British soprano Alexandra Lowe has made it through to the final. She today gave us the tales of Hoffman and Cosifan Tute. The Chinese soprano Meigui Zhang is through. Today she gave us La Nota de Figaro and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, we also have the American baritone Edward Nelson. He gave us Pearl Fishers and Barber of Seville. Um, and then finally, the late entry to the competition, the South African mezzo Siposaki Molteno is through. Today she gave us Sappho and the Italian in Algiers. Um, so, Louise, we uh, gave our... Uh, <laughs> the people we thought were going to go through. I would, again, for purposes of the tape, like to remind everyone that I picked three singers and all three went through to the final. Mm -hmm. um, but that aside... Um, I picked one. <laughs> for those not in the room today, tell us what we can expect from these these finalists that we have today. So I guess the person that I'm most looking forward to seeing is Sipokaze, seeing what she's going to do, because she was what I would call kind of a bit of a wild card entry, although they don't... They're not going to say that out loud <laughs> in front of everyone. Um, but she's got an unusual voice. I think it, it, it takes some time potentially to get warmed up to it. So if you yeah, haven't very, seen the, it... The bottom of the voice, really, really strong. The top of the voice, uh, much more like a traditional kind of mezzo-soprano. It just doesn't match, not match, but yeah, you just not Yeah, two completely kind of it. different voices. Yeah, so I'd be really interested to see when she gets with an orchestra, um, how that translates and, yeah... I think that would be really exciting. Um, I think you can expect two really good performances from um, the American baritone and the South Korean tenor. Um, and actually the other tenor. I mean, they were all quite good performers, weren't they? Um, so it's hard to say that you're not going to get a good performance from anyone. Also really looking forward to Alexandra Lowe as the British entrant. Yeah, I mean, I think we both agreed there were a few, there were a few singers today that we could probably discount. But actually, there, there were no particular stands out. I think but apart from me, you know, Sifakazi... Um, just because she gave us something very different vocally, as you say, they're not going to call it a wild card. Um, but there was kind of something about her where we're not quite sure what's going to happen. I, I think the fact as well that she was obviously she was a late entrant, and they obviously liked her so much that they wanted to fly her in. Then she went straight through to semi-finals. Then she's, yeah, so I think. Yeah, and actually looking, so today she gave us the Sappho and l'Italiana in Algeria. Um, the final, she's going to be doing Non Promesta from La Cenerentola. I know, yeah. Absolutely would not have seen no. that coming. What we really loved today with her was the the tremendous kind of darkness in the bottom of the voice. So to give us something 
quite frivolous. That frivolous, I think very yeah. sort of, yeah, Cecilia Bartoli um, is going to be fascinating. <laughs> it's going to be some mignon like Clemenza de Tito. Um, of the other two uh, uh, female voices that went through, Argandrillo, the British entrant, I was very impressed with her mm. today. Um, she's going to she be came great. at a bad time for me, I, I think. I was She was after lunch S- and I was a bit like... the final oh. session, yeah. We, we were, it's 20 singers in a day is quite yeah. a lot of singers and we can't really complain that we spent the whole day listening no. to opera singers, but you do get a little tired towards the end. Um, but she's going to give us some Otello, the dual song from Faust um, and some Don Giovanni. That sounds like a really good mix for Alexandra, actually. Um, the other soprano, very, very promising, uh, 26-year-old Chinese soprano, uh, Meigui Zhang, um, what she's bringing is she's going to be bringing us back the Figaro she sang today, but this time with an orchestra for Saturday. Mm. Uh, Manon and Achik Fuls from Die Zauberflöte. Um, she had a really beautiful, beautiful tone. She was very polished as well, wasn't she? Really polished performance. I mean, again, I think another reason why I liked Sifokazi, our South African mezzo, was that she felt incredibly genuine. Um, yes. Megui Zhang was very, very polished. She practiced that yeah, yeah, routine. I, I felt... Not routine, she practiced the staging <laughs> of that piece and you knew it. Yeah, but certainly, certainly a wonderful But she entrance. did it fantastically, don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, of the men who did Nelson the baritone, he was the final person that we had today, which I think helped everyone remember who he was. Yes, um, I do feel like sometimes where you are put in the order might help. But it I mean... does. I, mean, I think first thing in the morning, where Dominic Sedgwick, um, I, I don't think 11 o'clock in the morning is the the best and certainly by the end of the day the first few you know have, have completely slipped your mind um edward today gave us the pearl fishers which i thought was a really good impassioned performance yeah um he then gave us the lago alfactotum barbara seville well, really nice performance his 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 diction and precision in all of those really really fast sections was was brilliant top notes were a little bit off yes. the game today yeah. um i think interesting what he brings he'll be doing hamlet um so amleto the ambrose thomas two pieces from that with the orchestra mm. and then they'll also be bringing back largo alfactotum with the orchestra on saturday oh, so that'd be fun let's see if those highlights emerge then um, i wonder if they put him at the end again uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good piece to finish yeah. on isn't it um and then there were the two tenors so we had quite a few tenors today um I mean, I was I did quite like John Matthew Myers. He didn't make it through. The two that did uh, were Eric Ferring. Um, he's going to be bringing back his Zalba Flirter on Saturday. He's mm-hmm. going to be giving us Il Mio Tesoro, Don Giovanni, uh, and also some Manon. Um, he had a really lovely pinging tenor voice. Um, I think perfect for a Tomino, um, perfect for a Nemorino. Yeah. yeah, very solid, but it didn't particularly inspire me. But, I mean, very. I mean, looking at his biography, I mean... Uh, you know, he's been a Santa Fe opera as Tamino, New Orleans opera. You know, he's got a pretty good career going for him already. Um, Sung Ho Kim, I thought, was was the only one of those that I would question, the South mm. Korean tenor. Uh, very... Again, he gave a very entertaining performance, and I think... Yeah, a very pleasant Zaba flirter. And um, he made everyone laugh with his labelle. Hello. Helen, yeah. and brought an apple on stage. It was a bit of banter with the rep. Um, so he was nice. I mean, again, the, he didn't particularly... S- stick out for me that was the only one that i no, thought was a I, I wonder bit whether odd. actually they they thought well let's have three men three women um and i don't want to say they struggled to find a third map but i feel like there potentially was a another woman that maybe should have gone through um but maybe in you know trying to be equal and, and all that they... yeah i mean it's, it's nice to have the balance of voices no, it is. for the for the final um, I think if there was, there was a couple of no- other notable people to, to mention. I think the one that I would maybe bring out was Joanna Walruth, the Swedish soprano. She didn't make it through, and I, I can certainly see why she didn't. But she gives a very nice Susanna. It's not a particularly big voice, but it's, mm. it was a very characterful performance. 
Um, she then gave us Beatrice and Benedict as well. I don't think the voice was quite suited, but actually no. I really enjoyed the performance again that she gave us. It was very well crafted, and she did the absolute very best with that song with, with her voice. I think the, the choice was odd. Um, but I think she was a very affecting performer. Um, and again, I think I mentioned it earlier, but Miriam Kutrovats, the 22-year-old Austrian soprano. She was, yeah. Fantastic voice. Again, I'm not sure if she entirely knew quite where to go with it at, at all times, but... Um, she was a really, really strong performer. Again, I think we'll see her. What, twenty two? Twenty two is. She'll is, be back. <laughs> is, is astonishingly young. Um, I, yeah, I think it was a very nice kind of process. Same, obviously, the Glyndebourne is a lovely place to mm -hmm. be. If you're shame, to, it was raining the whole shame day. It was raining all day. <laughs> if you if you can make it to Glyndebourne, you know, in the the car or on the the train or what, you know, it's a lovely, a lovely yeah. place to to go. Um, and actually, what was really nice as well is they used part of their set from their production of Cosi Fantuti as kind of mm. the backdrop. Which, yeah, it was very um, beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't just a black stage. Which, Operari was a black stage. Kind of singers, obviously, a it's, concert It's a hall. concert hall, so it's different. Um, so it's so, actually really yeah. nice to give us something on there. Um, I mean, I'm really interested for the uh, Saturday, not only to see the singers again, but I think performing with an orchestra is something very different. And mm. I think, again, that's one of the nice things about Cardiff Singer is that you all, you know, you, you have, have the, the orchestra throughout. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the singers react to, to that on Saturday, especially as some of them are bringing the same repertoire back. Yeah, that will be interesting, actually. Um, so Good Day was had by all mm -hmm. of the semi-finals today. Um, remember that you can watch the final on Sky Arts if you've got Sky. If not, never fear, we'll be bringing you a podcast straight after the final on Saturday with all of the results. Um, do make sure to follow us on social media for updates in the meantime, and we will talk to you again on Saturday. Bye.